This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, Miss Jessica. What's up, Elsie? What is going on, lady? <laughs> not much. Just sitting here gestating as usual. <laughs> and not? yourself? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can sense it. I can feel it. <laughs> yeah. It's taking up a lot of my time. I'm not going to lie. Oh. oh, my God. I thought we should kind of uh, touch base again on the new and noteworthy stuff because what we mentioned on episode 11 that we thought we figured out, we might have a little bit on, in terms of the algorithms of, of things that show up in terms of, and we're talking about the new and noteworthy for iTunes. So if you want to know, ladies, what we're talking about, refer back to episode number 11. Mm-hmm. But um, we made what we thought was a discovery because we were seeing two different um, new and noteworthies come into our faces. And we mm-hmm. thought, oh my gosh, it's delivering different kinds of podcasts to to um, to us dependent upon Oh, what we're listening to and that kind of stuff. But I just spoke with one of my colleagues, Rob Walsh, who has it directly from iTunes that the new and noteworthy for the main like podcast page, basically when you go into podcasts and right at the top, this is in iTunes, right at the top, you see in the new and noteworthy, there's about 35, I think, or 32 um, podcasts that they feature like right smack in the middle there. Those yep. are handpicked by iTunes. By Which the I, I just want to note. I just want to note Tina Pettis, mm-hmm. uh, who I know listens to the show. You're on that list today, by the way. Hello, isn't that nice? And, and so Pam, is Pam Moore in our group? Social Zoom Factor with Pam Moore. I don't know. Uh, oh, Carrie Gormley is in there. Who's, yeah, I know both, Carrie. I saw Carrie they're before. They're both my students, and they're both on the main page. Whee! I know, isn't that awesome? And it's really interesting because we were just on the main page too last week. So we were, Let's we did. We, we made, we made it up there. See all. I'm gonna just do see all. I, you know, I only really look at iTunes when I'm talking to you. Elsie. I know, isn't that interesting? <laughs> okay, so we're in the top forty, but we're just not on the top ten. Yeah, the top, and they were. Yeah. Well, they were like they're they're the top like I don't know thirty something. Yeah, they're the, the top that, thirty. We're right underneath that. Yeah. And so, so those are the ones that, those are handpicked by the iTunes folks. And I believe that the way that they move back and forth, you know, how they're like, you know, the number one show, the number two show and all that kind of stuff there, that I believe is an, an, an algorithmic kind of thing that is based mm-hmm. upon the people who are, um, you know, downloading or reviewing or, you know, acting upon that specific podcast, listening to it. And so those fluctuate, but the actual... Um, the ones that are being featured on the front page are handpicked by the iTunes people. Um, and so is the comedy section. So the comedy section also does the same thing. They are handpicked and they're put up there uh, for the new and noteworthy. And those are the ones that are up there. So there you have it. The other so that's one. that's why Mark was in my new and noteworthy, even though he's had a show since the dawn of time. Right. And the Nerdist, which has also had a show. Yes. You know, and and, the, and Adam Carolla. I mean, all of those guys that are on new and noteworthy are not new. They are noteworthy, but they're not new. 
And uh, so, and so the other ones are the ones that I believe are more on the algorithm of the thing. Now, because we've been talking about this so much, and this has been in my mind for so much, and and I also um, recorded another. A podcast for Libsyn that we were talking about this as well. I've been coming into iTunes a lot and looking at new and noteworthy, which I haven't in a long, long time. And I can tell you that the fluctuation of what happens in iTunes is insane. It's like you go in yeah. and you see like one list of people and you're like, yay. And then all of a sudden it's completely different. You're like, instead of number one, you're number 55. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm way down this week. So last time we talked, I was pretty high up. Now I'm like, wait, I'm way, way down. Yeah, so it's really intriguing because, and this is- But now most, I want to look at my stats. Are my stats no, way down or is just somebody else higher? No, and this is why it's it? so Im- interesting to me because when we were in New and Noteworthy, remember how we were talking about the stats last time as well, that yeah. we revealed our stats? Well- Let's just say that we have added about 30 to 40% more listeners since we recorded that episode. Okay. So our stats are at least 30% higher and we're lower ranking now. Mm-hmm. So isn't that interesting? So yeah, what's up with that? I so know. Somebody else has more, right? So you would think that somebody else has more, but I don't think that it ha there's there's just some mystery behind what's being featured and how it goes where it goes that mm-hmm. is honestly like the X factor. Like there's nothing that you can say like you need to have an X amount of downloads in order for you to be here because that's not the case. Because like I said, our download numbers have grown a lot. In fact, since that episode that we, we covered and all of a sudden we're not in any new and noteworthy. So yeah, well actually we're still on business. We're still on business. Yeah. At least for mine we are. Um, yeah, well, I, I was looking the other day and we have, we, I think we weren't almost in any of them. Really? And so I was really intrigued because I'm like, wow, our download numbers. Oh, well, we are actually, we are now again on the tech thing. Maybe it's, I'm telling you yesterday we were nowhere. <laughs> so, <laughs> and okay. I was like, oh, what a bummer. But then all of a sudden now we are back. So I guess it's because it took up whatever. All I have to say to you. So this is the bottom line. You cannot think about all of the energy and focus that you have in getting yourself up into new and noteworthy in iTunes and how best served that energy would be somewhere else to grow your audience in a way that's sustainable. This is sort of like going to the lottery and buying and putting your, you know, buying your dollar or maybe $10 worth of lottery tickets and just going, let's see if I can win. That's what this is. This really, that's what this is. And so if you are that kind of person and you really want to hit the lottery and you want to do it that way, then obsess over new and noteworthy. But if you really want to just grow your audience in a way that is sustainable and that you have control over because you really don't have, we have no control over this. I mean, I, I work for Libsyn and I've seen people, you know, go up there. There's no, you don't really have, you have to literally build a relationship with these people. And, uh, that doesn't happen very easily. If you know what I mean? Totally. So, uh, it's like better invested somewhere else. And then after that, you know, hopefully the listeners that we have gotten from people who have now subscribed to our podcast because of the fact that we have been featured so nicely, 
then maybe, you know, we'll put out the best work that we can and gosh darn it, we want to serve you and hopefully you'll continue to listen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? and there you have it. And there you have it, that's it. So um, I see the sadness of you guys when you posted on, on episode 11 about the new and noteworthy thing. Just keep going and don't obsess so much about this for goodness sake, so. Yeah, really, oh. I know we're doing it. And we're but now we're going to be um, kind of switching gear, not really switching gears because we're going to talk about something we're going to be talking about marketing so marketing your podcast above and beyond the new and noteworthy section and above and beyond itunes and um i was recently introduced to a nice little uh campaign that the uh, katie kremitzos from biz women rock is doing and what she uh has did now because this is going to be in the future did was for Shark Week, which is something that's a, a very kind of famous and very popular meme that is around the interwebs, Shark yes. Week. It's very uh, pop culture. It's yeah. very pop culture. She kind of really, she and her team, that wasn't just her, which is really intriguing. They created this incredible campaign, which is like the women from Shark Week. So what Katie Kremitzos is doing or did for Shark Week was she interviewed uh, business women business owners who had been on Shark Tank. And so she has them for the entire week. So that's why it's based on that. So everybody that's been on Shark Tank. So she's kind of like focusing in on two different, very popular memes, Shark Tank and Shark Week, all in one with women, you know, Biz Women Rock, which she interviews uh, women uh, business owners. And it's so great because what she did is that she... um, Xeroxed off, basically, she created these wonderful graphics of like, I'm listening to Biz Biz Women Rock for Shark Week. Uh, And then she sent, she physically sent these packets out to 50 women. I believe they opted in to get them, or I'm not sure if she chose them specifically to receive them. She has a Facebook group. Yeah, she does have a Facebook group, a very vibrant one. It's like over a thousand people. And so she uh, sent the, these to 50 people and then these people took a picture of themselves with the image that she sent. Mm-hmm. And she wants she wanted this to be like this really amazing kind of meme where you start to see people hashtagging biz, uh, women rock and, you know, women of Shark Week. Uh, so to be able to kind of move into it. And I thought, how, what a fun thing. And she also made a page. So if you're interested in participating in this in this wonderful campaign, you could, because you go to bizwomenrock.com uh, slash sharkweek, and then she's got all of the information that you need to participate in there, including being able to download the graphics. And I participated. I made like a, yeah, a little your like. Yeah, picture's really cute. Well, it's a video, which is the funniest thing. You didn't even know that, did you? Uh-uh. So um, I made this really funny video. This It's like a 15-second silly video of me. But uh, I also took a picture, and I what I did is I just downloaded the image to my iPad, and then I, I took a selfie of me holding the iPad with the Shark Week picture thing on there. Uh, because I think it's a, I was really like, what a great way to grow your audience. What a great way to create community and fun around it. So I hope that this works out for her and to bring, you know, um, or like just have people really excited about seeing the women from Shark Tank. How cool is that? Yeah. Yeah. 
So that's awesome. I I, I noticed she has what well, she doesn't have them all up yet. But by the time you guys listen, she will. But I was wondering if she had my friend Lori Cheek on there, who I interviewed. Um, if she's going to have Lori on there. Lori, uh, are all the women so far um, people who got backing or no? I'm just curious. You know what? I have no idea. I don't. I don't know. Yesterday, I what what I heard yesterday was um, the woman that was that she was a com- the company for. Uh, the books for uni- university books, uni- uni- university yeah. textbooks. Pack, that's, pack back. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. So it's something like the red box, you know, for uni- university texts. That's a good idea. And so she had her on, and it was really riveting. And I cannot believe this young lady. At least, yeah, she's she, very young. She was she was like had a full time job, like a serious full time job, and then she would come and work on her own company from like five in the afternoon to three in the morning and weekends. That's yeah. just what a 20 year old does. Yeah. Because I cannot imagine not doing that anymore. Old. Believe me. Yeah. Not me. <laughs> so not I was way. much busier doing other bad things. So <laughs> have you, have you, so what do you think in terms of marketing? What do you think in terms of any other fun things that people could do to get the word out of their podcast without focusing on you and noteworthy? So many things. Oh, but I wanted to go back to Lori Cheek for a second, just because she had her tushes handed to her on Shark Week. She it was. Uh, oh, I don't she know. Did? If you saw. Yeah, man. Oh they my! They told her to. They basically told her she was insane, and uh, and go the f home. And then I interviewed her like two days later. She's still kind of in shock. But wow. Anyway, I know, but I mean, I think her company basically she has. Um, they're what's called um, dating card. I know I'm turning totally off subject. They're called they're like dating business cards. Like if you're in New York City and you, and you feel kind of shy, like um, you can hand someone a business card that doesn't have any contact information. It just says like you know I'm the girl your mother would approve of. Kind of like cheeky things to say to someone. Right. And then on the back is is her website, the cheeked website with a code. And you log in, you create a profile. If you want to see the person who gave you the card, you can connect through. It's like online dating, but offline dating. It sort of combines like both. And, and then and the sharks just didn't get it. They were just like, why wouldn't you just hand them a business card? And she was like, because it has all your personal information on it. And it's a little forward. This is a little less forward. And, he was, and then they were like, well, if you're feeling forward enough to give them a card, I would think you would be able to just hand them a business card. She, they just didn't get it. Yeah, well, and she, and she was like a deer in the headlights. Oh was, my god, I would have gotten. I yeah, see, that's like that, yeah. that brings like you know how hard it is for me to watch Shark Tank. It's like I had to teach myself to watch Shark Tank. I yeah. I, I, I did it as an exercise because yeah. I'm not that kind of person who can go. That's just like every every aspect of of that show is against what I would ever do. <laughs> Yeah. Like stand up, number one, speak out, number two, number three, <laughs> yeah. get criti- criticized or be asked pointed questions about something that I had done. I'd been like, I don't know if I can answer those questions. Oh, my God. I would just I'd rather be behind the scenes. But oh, wow, that's pretty ballsy. I know. So. Anyway. So, yeah. Uh, oh, so. So. But I do want to answer your question. Sorry. Yes. No worries. I just want to tell you about Lori because she's interesting. I hope Katie has her on. Um, so other ways to do marketing that doesn't involve iTunes new and noteworthy. So my philosophy is once you've hit the new and noteworthy, you should then, you know, and you've been up there for your extended period of time and it's over. That's when I think the focus on iTunes should be over because 
the only thing people can do on iTunes is listen to your show, which increases your numbers, which gets you nothing. Absolutely nothing, but increases your, like, what are you going to do with your bigger numbers? What are you going to do with your million downloads? Nothing. You need people to go to your website. Because your website is what has the about you information. Your website is what has your services, your work with me, your advertising. If you're an affiliate, it's where people can click and do. If they're just listening, listening, listening all the time, you don't, I mean, I don't know about you guys, those of you listening and even you, Elsie, but when people are listening to my show, they're often not at the computer. So, um, if I want them to, you know, so the way I market is I use social media so that people will click. When they click, they don't go to iTunes, they go right to my website. They can, you know, they can push play, hit the show, push play, and then start farting around on my website. Um, so I, on show days, I tweet about the show. On non-show days, I tweet about older episodes, which you can't do if you have like a news show. But since I don't, a lot of my shows are evergreen. So I just, um, like, you know, like, and I do like every six hours. It'll say like, listen to Elsie and I talk about yoga on Lady Business Radio. And then, <laughs> you know, and then, and then six hours later it'll be, you know, I don't know who else is in our, our group. Listen to Tina Pettis and I talk about social media on Lady Business Radio. Um, and that way I'm constantly getting hits and downloads on older shows as well as the ones that just came out. The ones that came out, though, they get all the attention on the days they come out. And then they go into the queue. So I'm always tweeting about... So it, once that show's over on Wednesday, I'll now start tweeting about it on the off days. But the, but the day of the show, they get all the attention. And I tweet multiple times a day. I also put it on LinkedIn. I don't really Google+, Plus, and I know I should. I really wish I did more, actually, because of the... You know, the um, Google juice and there's a bunch of other things, but, um, so yeah, so there's that I do. So I don't just, so that's just tweeting. Let's just, that's just talking about tweeting and LinkedIn, but, but that is not enough if you're not growing your Twitter, because what is the point of tweeting the same episodes of the same 2000 people or however many Twitter followers you have. Right. So I also have a system that will, um, grow my audience on a regular basis. So it's an automated it's sort of an automated system where I do um, I follow people who fit a certain criteria. If they don't follow me back within a certain amount of days, I unfollow them, and then I start the whole process over. Follow, get a hundred followers. You know, if I'm following three hundred, I get a hundred. I dump the other two, then I start over, and so on and so forth until it's so. And it's grown to be. I think I have something like ten, ten or eleven hundred. Let me see how many I have. I don't even know. Ten thousand. Um, it's, and this year, you know, I didn't, this year I started out with something like seven, 10.2 K. So 10,200, I guess people that are following me. Um, yeah. So that's my thing for Twitter. You gotta, you have to tweet and then you have to grow the Twitter because it's not just enough to tweet. Growing the Twitter is important. I think, um, Facebook, I do an ad and I boost that post on my page every time there's a show. Um, I mostly when you boost. Do, wait, hold on. When you boost the ad, do you mean like? Well, I mean, not boot. What I mean when when you're boosting the post, does that mean that when you post it up there, you just press the little boost post thingy, my jigger, and you pay Facebook to do it? 
I pay Facebook. Right? Yeah, okay. I usually do the most minimal amount. I usually do like $5. And you just do it via, you don't do it through the power editor. You just do it straight up through there. I just do it straight up through there. I hit and I promote it to people who like the page and their, and their friends. But I did do something different when I interviewed Ash Amberger because she has a huge audience and a huge um, Facebook page. So I spent about $40 boosting that post, and I only boosted it to her page, not my page and their friends. And I have never had more downloads in one day. If you look at my stats on Libsyn, you would pee your pants. It's like in one day, I got, let me see. And I mean, it's funny because it's like, you know, they give you like that line graph, and it's got like a huge spike the day of her show and that's why it's because I boosted to just her audience now you can't do that with every guest like I can't just not everyone has a Facebook page of like 23,000 people but the middle finger project I think is that yeah middle finger project 13,772 people so I spent $40 it got 20,000 views and almost a thousand downloads in one day it was crazy wow I know it was insane she got a thousand for the month of July, but I will say that her show went out July twenty fifth. So that one day, a total of let's see, what does that say? So on the twenty fifth alone, it was um, six hundred and sixty something, and then it continued to it continued to stay up. So like, just so just it, it really um, it really made a difference. Po- posting to an audience that was specifically invested in her made a really big difference. And I would also say, you know, it's increased my downloads since because, you know, once you have that many listeners, if they, you know, if like, let's just say half of them or even a quarter of them subscribe, you've now increased your listenership, not just your downloads for the one day. You've increased, you know, your your whole thing, your whole show just got, even if it's 50 or 100 people bigger. That's good. So um, I'm going to experiment a little bit more with that but but um that brings me to another point i'm just gonna take over the show now i'll see i hope you don't mind no go so, ahead go ahead i'm, I'm listening <laughs> no, I'm, kidding. I'm... I'm just kidding i'm kidding <laughs> but that but that brings me to another point about guests and it's going to be probably an unpopular opinion but i'm going to go ahead and say it anyway so there's been a couple people that i especially in our group that um have come to me asking me you know like what's your best tips for growing or how should i grow the show and I look at their guests, right? And I know that, you know, some of them are their friends. Some of them are basically what they're doing is hanging out in the comfort zone with their guests. They don't, they're not reaching out to get bigger guests. They're not specifically looking for people with bigger audiences. They are having lunch with the same people 10 times, you know. And, and I mean, one of the reasons I started my podcast was because I didn't, I didn't want to hear any more interviews with the same 10 people. So, um, I, you know, so, so yeah, so at first I did the same thing with my show. At first I interviewed all the people that I thought really needed to be interviewed because they're fantastic. Then I started noticing, you know, like, Hey, they may be fantastic, but if they haven't made an effort to grow their online audience, like, why am I doing it for them? Because I don't need to do it for them. I need to grow my own thing. And that's not going to work if I'm constantly catering to people who aren't bothering doing it. You know what I'm, I know it sounds terrible. Let me just phrase it another way. If you want to grow your show, you need to have standards about how, how, 
I'm not popular. How well known your guest is. And I know a lot of it is about content. I know a lot of it is about having a good guest, having someone interesting, et cetera, and so forth. And if your show isn't about business, you can just completely ignore me. If you're going to, if your interview, if your show is great grannies of the Northwest, fine. Then you know what? Then you're going to have to grow your stuff a different way. I still recommend the Twitter thing. Great grannies of the Northwest. <laughs> but oh, you know what I'm saying? Like if, you're, if your guests just aren't going to have an audience, period, or if you have like a mom show, you know, just whatever. If you have a different type of show, I'm just talking about this is one way to grow your show. Be very conscious about the guests that you have on and don't have on guests that are either new to the, you know, new to the room and, and haven't had time to grow themselves a little bit of a following because oh, you're only doing them favor. And oh, I sound like a selfish biatch right now. I can't even finish my sentence. But, <laughs> but like, it makes a huge difference. Having Ash... And and she and I have been friendly online for a long time. I didn't, you know, I, yes, I did ask her to be on the show, but she's known, you know, she and I have been online acquaintances for a while. And it's not like I asked Ash and kicked off eight people that wouldn't do it, but I do now have a form that requires people to tell me what their audience numbers are. So, so A, so I don't have to research it myself, which I can very obviously do. And B, so that, um, you know, so that I can judge for myself, like, okay, the story, because look, the story is interesting, but is it enough? If it's not enough, you need a following, right? Or if it is enough, then fine. And it's a case by case basis. But I would say if you're hanging out in the friend zone with your show, it's not going to grow. There are other ways you can grow it. But if you, if you don't get a little uncomfortable, talk to somebody you're scared to talk to, talk to someone you admire, talk to someone who's written, you know, a popular book, or has been on, you know, TV like Shark Tank, or someone, you know, somebody who's gotten themselves out there, you're never going to get out there either. That's all I'm saying. I think I, I agree to some degree to, to I what you're saying. And, and no, I'm just talking about numbers, and I'm really not. I'm just saying have standards. Don't just interview anybody who asks. It's just not... <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I think. And it is about, you know, it's about the whole, I think it's about the whole approach. And I understand what you're talking about in that. But if you're really, really focused on a specific topic about something, you know, or, or something that really drives a conversation, uh, it, you will find really intriguing guests. You will have, um, you will reach the, the right audience. And, it, and it's a multi-layered approach. Yes, of course, having Ash yes. on you, I saw, I saw how amazing that was. And I think that you need to have the tools as a, as, a, as a producer, as a content producer, we need to empower ourselves and find new ways of getting the word out there about the greatness that we're creating because yeah. nobody else is going to do it for us. And yeah, one way to leverage is of course the guest right especially if they have a big following and so that that takes many different kinds of different ways you can you know I think we've discussed this in the past giving them you know tweets pre 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 done tweets maybe we can ask them to you know do their list email their list or something like that if they want but I think the key to what you did was the whole Facebook ad thing because that's very 
That's very awesome. It's kind of like emailing the list, but they didn't have to do anything about it. It's like you're you're doing all the work. For yeah, them, right. Which is exactly. really, really cool. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. let me talk to you about something else that I just found really intriguing. And and this is, I guess, what new and noteworthy can do. Now, going back again over there after I said that it doesn't really matter. So because, that, like I said, I've been looking in there and trying to figure out like algorithms and just looking at a different um, podcasts and stuff, I came upon another podcast. It's called One Part podcast. And the reason that I kind of looked and clicked through to this podcast, but was because of the artwork, the artwork was very, it's like, how would I say it? It's kind of earthy to me. The back, it's just an image of a woman wearing a black hat. And yeah, if you could I see that see it. it's a picture that you just saw somewhere, she's looking off to the side. The font is really small. You could mm-hmm. barely read it. Um, and it says like, you know, there's a little heart at the bottom that says, you know, love with Jessica Mormaine. Mermaid, yeah, Mernaim. Mernaim, yeah. And yeah, so Mermaine. then I was yeah. like, well, that's kind of cool. And then I read her description and, I, and then it's, that kind of made me go like, what? It's kind of like what everybody else is doing in terms of the description where it says like, oh, you know, she talks to the most interesting and inspiring minds in wellness, music, food, fashion, business and design, revealing stories and successes and setbacks, sweet motivational secrets and a whole lot of actionable advice. So that kind of could be almost anything. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems kind of bland, but I thought, you know, I'm going to listen because I really like the artwork and that's really why I did it. So I listened to the latest episode, which is... Um, Episode number five, it says, Working Hard and Being Nice with Joy Claire of Clairvoyant Agency. It was such a great conversation, I can't even tell you. You know why? Because I knew nothing about, uh, about um, Jessica. I knew mm-hmm. nothing about Joy. These were two completely new people to me. I love that they were talking about things that uh, I've never heard of before. This wasn't about business. This wasn't about entrepreneurship. That word I don't think ever came up. And I was found it completely refreshing. And then I found out about how Claire, I mean, Joy, you know, Joy Claire has been working in the, in this, in the business of branding clothes, like, like, um, what do you say? Like urban clothes. And she's like in the urban clothes space and she's had to hustle to where she is today. And she's really beautiful. And Mm. she has this Instagram account called a rappers with puppies. And I guess that Instagram account went like got really, really famous because everybody wanted to see rappers with puppies. (laughs) Yeah. And I just, the conversation as a whole was amazing. And I'm like, and I had to tweet out to her and say like, dude, you are awesome. And then I went into her website and I went into Joyce's website and now I'm following them both on Instagram and I think it's rad. So I'm like that audience member that's now invested in them and both of them in in the woman who interviewed and the interviewee because I found them to be intriguing and I'd never heard about them before. So there's something to be said about the unknown, the people that are in different industries that have a lot to say. That's true. I, and I don't deny that. Okay. So I have another big guest coming up and here, and a perfect example is like, yeah, yeah. Not every guest can be a, a big old guest, right? Not every guest can be your biggest ass guest, but, um, you can space them out, have one big fatty a month and then space it out with the ones that are interesting, but less popular. I'm not opposed to that. I'm not saying don't do that. I'm just saying, Part of the strategy needs to be a big guest once in a while. That's all I'm saying. It helps grow. It will help you grow. If you don't do it, you will not grow. And actually, I sort of liken it to 
You know how some people who I think are idiots say, um, you can't help who you love? <laughs> yeah. You ever heard that expression? Yes, yes. You can't, yeah. you can't help who you love. Well, that is a bunch of horse pucky, in my opinion. So just to wax poetic for a second, I absolutely think that you can choose to love an employed person versus an unemployed person. Or a sick, you know, a healthy person versus a mentally sick person. Or this, you know, a this person versus that. I don't think you, you are forced to get involved with anybody that you are having the life sucked out of you for. So I want you to apply that principle and my philosophy, basically do what I say, <laughs> to, this, to this topic. You, you do not have to, I guess I'm, I, I, maybe I'm talking more, less about marketing, more about boundaries, Elsie, because I guess what I'm saying is like, you don't have to appease every person with an interesting story who, um, who is trying to utilize you for your audience. I guess is what I'm trying to say because when you're because part of your marketing strategy needs to be your filtering decisions. They go together. It's not just about how do I get the name out there? How do I promote like what Katie's doing? Katie is the hammer, by the way. She does not mess around, and she and I just interviewed each other uh, within a week of one another. And that girl is the business. She she will kick your butt right out of her group. She will tell you you know no to your face. She does not care. And part of the reason she has a successful show, I think, is because, you know, I, oh, and she's the girl I go to when I have somebody I, that I either don't want to interview or that I have interviewed and don't know what to say because she'll just call the, I, I can't interview that. I mean, I can't air it. I'm sorry. She just won't air it and does not care. And that's what I'm, and that's why her show, I think, is successful because in a lot of ways you have to be the hammer. And I noticed when I started my podcast that, yeah, at first I was interviewing the people I thought were great and interesting, but once you start getting requests, I would say 50 to 60% of the time they are from people who want to use you to grow, not the other way around, and it needs to be a mutually beneficial situation in two ways. One, is it a good enough story? And that's the most important thing, not the numbers, the story. And we've talked about that before. The story is most important. So what you're saying about um, Jessica... Mernane and her, you know, I agree with you a hundred percent, but the second thing right after, you know, if it's not that interesting of a story, the second part has to be, is it a healthy enough investment in my podcast where it'll, I'll benefit and they'll benefit because if, I mean, not everyone can be just booted off shark tank or have a really interesting fashion job or, you know, cut elephants toenails for a living, right? So, you know, a lot of people just are interesting to talk to because they have a great personality, but a lot of people just have the same job, right? Business consultant, marketing consultant, speaking coach, life coach, health coach, like the, the if the story is similar, the audience has to be healthy. And you know, and the other part of that is the audience is healthy for a reason. Those people are well-loved for a reason. It's because they make good guests, because they're compelling, because they're interesting, because they have an interesting backstory. You may not know it yet, but I, I've, I very rarely had to say I'm not airing an interview to someone with a larger audience because they're dynamic, they're compelling, they're engaging. It's a good investment for more reasons than just it'll grow your show. Does that make sense? 
It does make sense. But, right. we, you know, we're, we're kind of talking about... It makes about, me sound like a numbers whore. Well, and no, I'm, no, no. It's I'm not like, about <laughs> being a numbers whore. I think that you have a very particular issue that's happening now for, for a podcaster now that has over 100 episodes, that has been doing this for over a year, that has a pretty strong presence online, that you market your stuff very well. Uh, people, you know, in the same, uh, I, I would say... Um, fields you know we kind of run around the same circles you see a lot of the same names um you know what i mean like people are are getting to know you so therefore they're reaching toward to to find you a little bit easier but how about somebody that is just starting out from an industry or for an industry that is perhaps not very well known in terms of doing interviews and also that doesn't have the support system that you've had too, Jess, you know, because, or uh, me, myself too, because I've got, you know, people that have my back, people who know me, people who, who want to share my work. Um, in order to grow your audience, it really does become more about, again, not so much about the numbers, some, but about the content of the show. Yeah. Um, um, here's what I'll say about people who are new in business though. Oftentimes you want to ask them stuff like, so what do you find is the worst thing that your clients do or what's the thing that's the most common? When they're new, they don't have answers to those kinds of questions. That's all. Does that make sense? Sorry, I had to keep muting because there's somebody back there. that's There's a buzz. There's a buzz and I'm muting myself because somebody's decided to, you know, do their gardening on Tuesdays, I guess. We usually record yeah. on Mondays, so I guess it's that's It's raining like, here. You're lucky. Oh, right, 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 right. So anyway... <laughs> yeah, I totally understand. Now, in terms of let's let's kind of take it back a little bit to maybe somebody that's not doing an interview show, maybe just doing a show, period, where they don't yeah. have the the uh, yes. the marketing fuel that comes from a guest. Okay. Let's, like us. Yeah, let's talk about that. You're, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's just you and I, right? I mean, there's two right, of us, right. but it's basically the same material. Like, what would you say to somebody that wants to grow their audience that doesn't have the leverage of guests? Yeah, I mean, again, the tweeting for sure, the LinkedIn for sure. I would try and leverage. I wonder if we could leverage Pinterest. Um, I have an idea. One of the ideas I have is, you know, once you build a community to start highlighting the community. Because I think when you make a community happy, they spread the word. And so um, you and I don't have guests. It's true. But we do have a group of, we sort of have like, not a built-in audience, but a very niched audience. And if we can highlight that audience, then when they find a woman podcaster, they'll say, oh, you have to be part of this community. And that's, how I think, a good way to grow. So focusing more on the audience itself and, you know, and, and we've talked about different ways of doing that. We haven't really acted on any of them specifically yet, but I see ways of doing like a highlighted um, woman podcaster of the week that's not one of the two of us and I've seen you know and I, or I can see in the future like crowdsourcing um, an info material book that we give away for free or um, having the audience on as guests or having giveaways and stuff like that um, I think I think a focus on the audience is probably better and there are ways to promote that you could do that way also if you wanted to stick with the Facebook ad, creating an ad just for the show or the group. I know that Katie did that for Biz Women Rock. She, for a while, was just doing Facebook ads to get people to listen to the show. And that's it. That was the full purpose was, hey, here's the show. Listen. 
Um, it wasn't episodic like mine. Mine are episodic ads. Her, she was just doing like a biz, biz Women Rock Facebook ad. And Elsie, you and I could do Facebook ads that are geared just towards women podcasters or just towards, you know, the thing is I will, I will say that I've, I've tried to gear Facebook ads just to women podcasters and it's hard because um, it's not like there's one whole page of people who are women, who, you know, I can do women who like podcasting. Like if you do like a search on an insights Facebook for people who like podcasting or people who have checked off the interest of podcasts, you don't know whether or not they're doing one or they're just listening or they like listeners or so, um, podcasting is kind of a weird thing to do an ad for, but if we want a certain kind of, uh, women podcaster, you know, another thing I've thought of, which actually, um, you're going to laugh at me, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you anyway. I know you're muted because of your gardener, and that's cool. I'll just keep talking. Um, <laughs> I'm here. I'm just like really like have my thumb. I have my so thumb, like, have no, my thumb like, like right uh-huh. at the mute button. I'm like ready to blink, blink, blink. So. It's so funny because it comes right back to that one of the first conversations we had, which was whether or not you should um and aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it's super quiet on the other end. I'm just like, did I lose her? Is she there? I know exactly, right? <laughs> I like to have you interrupt a little bit. Um, but no, don't feel. Actually, I don't hear the buzzing anymore. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so so another thing I thought about doing is let's see, go into ca- podcast categories and let's just pick business, for example. If I go into like the what's hot, let's just pick the new and noteworthy. Okay, so Pam Moore. Do a search in the group. Pam Moore's not in it. Reach out, personally invite her to join. Tell her about the show. And then go to the new and noteworthy for business totally and let's see if there, what, what women are in there that we don't know. Um, Kristen, Kirsten E. Ross, Defeat the Drama at Work. We could invite her. We can invite Pam Moore. You know, every iTunes, uh, they all have websites. You can just go to the website, hit, you know, hi, no strings attached. Just wanted to introduce ourselves, invite you to the community. We would love to have you. That's how you grow. I mean, you and I, we have a niche, right? So it's like one podcaster at a time. Yeah. And if, and you and I, you know, we may not have the time to do it, but that doesn't mean we don't have an intern or a VA or someone who has a standard form letter. We just want to introduce ourselves and tell you we want to support you. There's absolutely nothing you need to do. It is completely free. Here's the group. Hope to see you in there. There's tons of women in the new and noteworthy. And then if you go to the what's hot, same thing. And then that's just in business. Then we'll move to like kids and family, which I'm sure is like, I don't want to say crawling with women. But yeah, there's going to be a lot of women in in that, you know, because I think also because you and I are in the online space space that we probably attract more of one kind of podcast than others. So I would love to be able to reach out in kids and family or entertainment and find which ones are being done by women and invite them. Yep. Because they may not know about us just because they've been podcasting about knitting their whole, you know, like, and we just, (laughs) whatever, like we, whoever you, I mean, actually you do know the knitters, but I don't, (laughs) I would never have. I would never have known. No, you know, and you're right. I think that there is a, uh, there is a very well-rounded amount of women that are podcasting, that are sharing their passion in all these different ways that we haven't really been able to hear as many of their voices. I also know too, or at least from my understanding, you know, there's some of us that are used a little bit more used to using things like Facebook and things like that. Now, going back to growing your audience though, I do, I try to do that. 
as much as I can because mind you, I really am obsessed with women podcasters. So, or podcasts as a whole. So I do, Watch don't, out, ladies. you know, I know. So I'm like looking, I really look and I really listen. Like I, I honestly am. I love to listen to podcasts and if something like hits me, I immediately reach out to that person and go like, that was really awesome. That really, yeah, that's really rad. Like that, like what I was just talking to you about with one part podcast, I thought it was like really cool. I wanted to tell you what my thought process is because I am like the ultimate podcast listener. Like I'm the one that you want to have. I'm the one that you want to have in your court. I'm the one that you want to have listen to your show because I'm engaged I, I really love the medium. Uh, I understand the process. So you won't have to teach me how to subscribe to your show. You don't have to tell me how to leave you rating and reviews because I've been there, done that. So I know how to support podcasters. I'm like the one person that you would, not one person, but people like me are the ones that you really want listening to your show because you don't have to teach them as much. You don't have to tell them how important it is for them to leave you a review. And and so having that kind of passionate person who's going to reach out to you is the kind of person that you want. So start to think about, and this is something that I bring myself back all the time and something I really want to drive home to y'all is like, what are you, what makes you take action with somebody? What makes you leave a review without somebody asking you to? What makes you tweet out about something that touched you? And I want you to think not so much in terms, well, of course, I would love it if it was about a podcast. But I, I, you know, I'm not sure if some of you guys are as passionate about listening to podcasts as I am. (laughs) But you have to put on your podcaster listener hat and see what makes you take action, what stops you from taking action with the podcaster and how you can make that then as a podcaster easier for your audience or potential audience. What calls your attention? Like to me, the artwork was like really huge and it had nothing to do with the big, I I didn't think about it and go like, wow, her font is very small. Like that's not what I thought about. I thought like, wow, who's that girl with the black hat looking to the side? That's really intriguing. I like her. She looks like me. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah, She seems like my kind of girl. Yeah. And so that's what called the attention to me. So there are some of these like, you know, artworks out here that I'm like, that's just not me. That doesn't resonate with me when I look at other people, especially the entrepreneurs ones, if I may say, (laughs) if I may say might not be too popular, but if I see somebody else's headshot, like very nicely done with like growing your business, I'm not going to click because that's not, it's not calling my attention. Yeah. And, but you know what? Um, the Jessica, this other Jessica Mornane is talking about business. She is. She's just interested. She, she's, you know, but she's doing it in a way that's not in your face. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, you just have to think about the stuff from, from my perspective, the things that make you take action with a podcast. Like what helps you? Is it, is it a connection with the host? Is it that you want to help the host that you really dig them? Is it because you want the host to like you and know you? Is it because you just really like what the podcast is about and you learn stuff? Is it because the artwork was so fun? Is it because of a tweet that you saw? What, what made you listen? So you start to write a list of those things down and then notice if you're doing that or if you're putting people off. Um, what is it? Oh, I just told um, Tina Pettis, you know, about her Click podcast. I, was, I forgot why I was like, oh, because she got sad. She was sad because she had... <laughs> She had an episode that wasn't doing so well, and she had a oh, really. Oh, she's upset. I'm just gonna say, yeah. Tina, you're obsessed with your stats, girl. So then she, she's she was obsessed. a little obsessed with the stats. So then I was just like, 
okay, you know, she had a really great guest. She's doing really awesome stuff. She's a social media yeah. guru, so she totally knows what she's up to. But her stats yes. were not reflecting the amount of work she was putting in there. So I was intrigued because this was not the norm. That is not right. the norm. Right. So then I started to look around and I, I was just like looking at her stuff and I went over to web to, um, sorry, iTunes and just checking out the way things were showing up. And then I clicked on to, you know, how on the left-hand side, right beneath the artwork, when you're on the podcast page inside of iTunes, it says links and it says website and then report a problem. And so under the website, when you click that, it generally takes you over to your website, mm-hmm. like to your website, your website. So when I click that with, for, <laughs> for the click podcast, website. it took me to the Lipson page for click for Tina, mm-hmm. which I know is not what she wanted. So I told her, you know, and there's like little tiny things like that sometimes that might like sometimes like if I go like that's exactly how I found this woman, you know, Jessica Mornane again, I clicked onto the website thing and it took me to her website and I'm like, oh, what a cool website. Like all of a sudden I was more intrigued. I was more into her stuff. I found her Twitter page, you know, all that stuff because of that. So there are little bits of, of you know, that, that you might forget in order to to bring more listeners to to you to take them to your home to take them to your home mm-hmm. so um anyway that's tina, what i had to say about that tina is obsessed tina is obsessed with her stats. you know what though everybody is obsessed with their stats jess i mean the majority do you understand like yesterday i had another tweet again for libsense of some guy saying i wish you guys would make a, an iphone app so that we could check our stats this we get all the time oh and and so it's like that's why do you want to do that? You know? And so basically I told them that, you know, one of our developers said that more likely than not, that's not going to (laughs) happen, but we do have a system. I don't know if you guys know this and I'm sure I'm going to, we, in Libsyn, you can have your stats emailed to you as many times a day as you want or as many in a spreadsheet. So that you can very easily import them into wherever it is that you want to have them. And that's another way that you can send your stats to potential sponsors if you want them. You actually can have them sent out into an email. I will have a link in the show notes. So I told him about that. I'm like, well, how about you just get them every hour on the hour? Excuse me. Bless you. Sorry. Um, onto your email instead of checking on your phone in, your, in an app. So maybe that stopped them. But yeah, people are stats obsessed. Yeah. I mean... I'm just calling Tina out because it's funny. <laughs> but like, but she she also sent me a message that day, like, and she was like in a bit of a panic, like, this is a big guest. There's no reason it should only have this many by now, and something's wrong with iTunes. Something's wrong. I'm like, you gotta talk to Elsie because I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I did look, and then I it didn't seem like there was anything off. It could have. My only thought was that there's a possibility that maybe. It's, it's kind of like people, you have to give people a reason to click, right? Yeah. At that moment. And the other thing is that sometimes people see it like me. Okay. So this is what I do again, consumption and, and, and the podcast listener, I see it and I'm like, oh, cool. I'm going to listen later. That doesn't mean I'm going to be taking action on it right now. (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to listen later. Yeah. And then there's times when I'm listen right now, like last night 
Mark Maron put out an, an episode re- just about, uh, he re-released the Robin Williams uh, interview. And he Robin recorded Williams. an amazing, you're going to have to listen, uh, Jessica. He, Mark immediately, like impromptu intro to this episode, like a new intro that he just recorded and a new outro like to conclude the show. It was a, the most riveting piece of audio content I have heard in so long because of the circumstances surrounding the whole thing, the the way that it was released so fast. I mean, there's just so many factors that go into that. I guarantee you that that episode is now like has at least 10,000 downloads mm-hmm. because the post on his Facebook page had 60,000 likes. Yeah. That so, was smart. You know, I mean, I don't think he was thinking about it of being smart, but I think no, that they're probably very good friends. It was, yeah, it was like one of those riveting moments of Mark. And he had to say something about this happening with Robin Williams. He had to get it out and you could hear that in his voice. Mm-hmm. What is that noise? Not me. Whatever it is. It's oh not my me. gosh! You know what? I'm, I have to stop that. It. There is a YouTube video. In the Google page. Oh really? Like you know when you go to Google.com to like, Google stuff. Yeah, I do know that. Yeah, yeah. Right. There's a video there. Huh. How weird is that? And it just started. It just started. What I don't know what this video is about. Obviously, it had some music, but I don't know what. I mean, I'm I'm intrigued. Why does YouTube have a YouTube video on their page? Crazy. (laughs) Usually, it's a Google Doodle. So, all right. So we should wrap this up. We've been going on for a little bit. So, is there anything that you feel that we need to cover a little bit more of? Um, Um, I think people have questions about like whether or not they should do Pinterest for marketing, whether or not they should, um, that kind of thing. And I've, I have not found very good luck using Pinterest just to pin episodes. I am going to start pinning, um, guest quotes as well as famous people quotes and see if that does anything. So we'll have to revisit this, um, cause I haven't tried everything and I'm a, I'm a huge marketing experiment, uh, scientist i guess like i like to experiment and see what works and what doesn't so far the the facebook ads and the and the tweeting has really worked for me as well as emailing every time there's an episode um or i email once a week with both episodes in there um so yeah i mean i would love to hear what things have worked for you guys or if tweeting hasn't worked if facebook hasn't worked i'd love to know why you think it hasn't um whether or not you think guests make a difference um, yeah, that's pretty much all the stuff we went over today, right? Yep. And um, if we can hear from Katie Kremitzos, it would be really great. You know, Katie, if you want, you can send us a little voice feedback or maybe we can even um, if you do a little uh, a- another episode after your Shark Week and do it on your podcast to explain how things went for you. And if we could either clip out a clip of that or send us some um, voice feedback to the show to let us know how it went for you in terms of you know the goals that you set for this campaign and if it was uh, a decent um i don't know response from your audience or if it in the if in the investment of time and, and possible possibly money to organize this panned out for the week uh, it would be really great to get back to us because that way we can you know help each other continue to grow and, and to see how, how, you know, all these wonderful, cause I love that she's testing something new. I've, I've never seen somebody do that for, to grow a podcast audience. 
Yeah, that's so I think smart. it's awesome. I think, hey, that's super rad. So we'll see if it works. Yes. So I would love to hear from her. Yay! That's it. Yay! Thank you so much, Chelsea. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, if you're not part of the group already, please go to um, shepodcast.com forward slash group. Also, if you want to list your podcast, I know it hasn't been easy. I'm just going to go over the process really quick. So the idea is you have to actually register for the site before you can put your podcast in. But they're two separate things. First, you do like a user and password. Then you get an opportunity to put your um, whole show in there. If the show doesn't show up, if, you, if you're trying to save it for later, that really doesn't work. So you have to do it at a time when you're going to put the whole show in, hit submit. And then once you submit, you should be able to edit it. But <clears throat> I just get a lot of requests for, what you know, I did it, but I don't see my show. And I can't always tell, like, did you do it the, all the way through? Did you hit submit? Like, if you're doing it on your phone, it doesn't always work. So um, it's not a perfect system, but it's a, it's a system that works. And that's why I like it because <laughs> it was hard to get it to work. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, so you can always send an email to feedback at shepodcast.com. We would love to have your podcast in the directory if it's not there already. Purpose of the She Podcast directory is to really, you know, you can get an idea, first of all, of what other women are doing with their shows, but then also what kind of guests you could have. You want to check out other women's shows, see who their guests are, or even ask hosts of other podcasts to be on your show, which Always works out well. They're great talkers. Podcasters are great interviewees. Let me just tell you. And I have two, actually, my own show. I have two this week. And two totally separate subjects. They were some of the best interviews I ever had. I know. Yeah, because podcasters make great interviewees. Isn't that so fun? It's the funnest thing ever. Because, yeah, Yeah. you're totally... I recommend it. It's also the easiest thing to set up, too. Because everybody knows the deal. Like, everybody knows, like, yeah, I've got my mic. I've got the stuff. I I understand what's going on here. It's true. They sound good. They know what to say. They don't care if you send questions beforehand. They don't send questions before. Like, they they show up on time. They follow your instructions. Yeah. It's true. They make the best. You guys make the best interviewers. So uh, the best interviews. So if you are looking for guests, I would like to recommend you check out the directory first. Um, we have podcasts in all different subjects. I'm sure you'll find someone great. And then Elsie and I know everyone and their mom. If you are ever looking for guests, just ask me. I will be able to find you someone for the love of Pete. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good like yes. that. I yes. Think. Yeah. All right. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Love you, Elsie. Love you, too. Thanks for being my partner. You're welcome. (laughs) Talk to you guys later. Okay, bye. Bye.